Troy's Carlton Marshall and the Raging Cajuns Hoops team back on track. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to a new edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, great show for you today. Uh, last week, Carlton Marshall hopped on the radio show. Uh, he's Troy's middle linebacker, or formerly Troy's middle linebacker. He's a Mobile native, uh, and he is Senior Bowl bound. So he hopped on the Senior Bowl show. So we're going to play that. Uh, I was with myself and executive director of the Senior Bowl, uh, Jim Nagy. Of course, Carlton Marshall, uh, the all-time NCAA leading tackler. And turns out he's 5'9", maybe. So uh, going from preferred walk-on uh, to NCAA record holder, Yes, he had an extra year. Okay, it is what it is. Uh, but that's the case. Uh, and we had a good 10-minute conversation with him. When we come back from that interview, uh, we will come back and uh, talk about uh, this weekend's hoops. Uh, South Alabama did not play very well uh, in their second ball game against uh, Texas State, at least not in the first half. And it was just too much to come back for in the second half. Raging Cajuns went 0-2 on the road, but then went 2-0 uh, at home. Uh, and ULM finally loses the ball game. Southern Miss takes down the Warhawks. So we'll go over all of Saturday's action. But first, uh, again, from uh, last week, Carlton Marshall from Troy, again, Mobile native, McGill Tulin grad, uh, joined myself and Jim Nagy on the Senior Bowl show. And we'll play that interview for you right Welcome now. Welcome back to the Senior Bowl show. Dave Schultz, Michael Bronner, Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP. Now joining myself and executive director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy. He is Carlton Marshall. He finished his career uh, at Troy as the NCAA's all-time leading tackler. He's obviously Mobile native and McGill Tulin graduate. Carlton, Dave Schultz, Jim Nagy, thanks for hopping on and congratulations on the Senior Bowl. Hey, thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. What's it mean to be selected for that game in your hometown? You know, it, it means so much to me, you know, growing up, you know, watching the game. My father, you know, he actually, you know, taking us to the games, going to the little kids' hospitality play play area, but then coming to watch the games. And seeing, you know, my friends, like lifelong friends, like Jalen Tolbert, you know, even saw Brandon Silver play in those games, you know. You know, that's just a huge honor. I just want to play in front of my family as well. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, hey Carlton. Uh, you know, Coach uh, Coach Sumwell and I kind of coordinated that uh, that announcement right before your bowl game. Did it? Did it? I need to know. Did it, was it a surprise? Did we pull it off, or, or did you know it was coming? It most definitely was was a surprise. You know, uh, <laughs> it was a fun yeah. time being down there and having to uh, you know feel like a kid again. But yeah, that was definitely a highlight of the trip. Okay, so we, we pulled it off. I think the uh, another question I had, I mean, there's so much great high school football played down here. You talked about, you know, you know Jalen and, and you guys playing together in, in high school. We got Ja'Korian Bennett, who you played with this year, uh, played, played with at McGill as well. Um, is there a high school game, is there a game from high school 
that sticks out to you or, or a guy you played against in high school here in Mobile um, that you just remember, like, just sticks out in your memory as a great player? And I, I don't even know if he went on and did anything great in, in college. Is there a game or a player from playing down here in the Port City that you remember the most? Uh, you know, um, from the other teams, yeah, I can say there are many players like Kandarius Tony, of course, you know, playing against him. But, you know, a lot of guys on my team that I actually grew up with and one that I played against before, you know, Bubba Thompson, you know, he played for, you know, the rival team, me and him growing up, uh, Municipal Park, and I played at Cottage Chill. So, yeah, Marlon Williams, Larry Rembert, you know, those guys, uh, Brandon Hinton, those guys were just, you know, great. So I would say, uh, you know, that team was one of the teams that really stuck out to me in the team I really on. All right, we're talking with Carlton Marshall, uh, formerly of McGill Tool, and we know that John Summerall was the one who offered you the walk-on over at, at Troy. And it's one thing for the coaches to realize you can play, but when did when you got to Troy, and now you're not playing high school football, when did you realize maybe I, I could actually do this uh, and maybe I got overlooked? When did you start to gain confidence uh, that you could be an every-down player in college football, D1 college football? Well, you know, it was a, a long journey, you know, being a walk-on, especially when I got there. I started to, at first, question, you know, my talent. But, you know, having those long talks with my mother and father, as well as my brother, they told me to go back and think about, you know, what really started me. Like, why did I want to play this game? What made me love this game so much? And, you know, when I broke that down, it just made it all simple for me. And I just went out there, you know, gave my all and played, played the hand I was dealt. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, Carlton, let's, let's – I need you to put your scouting hat on a little bit. You know, we I don't know if you saw this, but we got a commitment from Jake Andrews yesterday, so you're not going to be the the only one down here with a Troy helmet on. Talk, talk to the listeners down here that, that maybe didn't get to see a ton of Troy football. Just talk about Jake. I know you go up against him in practice every day. He's For the listeners, he's the uh, starting center at Troy. A uh, lot of love for Jake in the league right now. A lot, a lot of teams in the league have – you know, fifth-round type grades on him, a guy that when I watched him, I, I thought he was a guy that could eventually maybe start in the NFL. Um, but you played against him a bunch, so give us give us your old scouting report on him. You know, he's definitely a heady guy, most likely, you know, the smartest guy on the offense. You know, usually people say that's the quarterback, but, you know, you know Jake, he can do anything. You know, he can play several positions. You can have him at center. You can have him at right guard, left guard. And I'm sure you know, if he works at it, he can even play tackle. But, you know, heady guy knows what's going on, knows how to control the line, knows what kind of stunts going on. You know, moves really well, you know, quick on his feet. You know, I, we're actually down here training in uh, Pensacola with each other. So, uh, yeah, just getting to know Jake over these years, you know, he's one of probably the most best old linemen I've ever played with or been able to see, and one of the most <laughs> strongest guys I've ever met in my life. You know, just straight boot strength, so, you know, he's a special guy. We're talking to Carlton Marshall from Troy. All right, what did John Summerall bring? Because, I mean, talk about turnarounds. That's a one-year turnaround from five and seven. What did you guys win, 12 ball games this year? You hadn't lost since the third game of the year, and that was a uh, Hail Mary. The only other loss was to Ole Miss. Uh, what did – uh, Coach Summerall bring to the table, and when did you guys start to believe? Oh, you know, uh, I believe Coach Summerall, he brought back some of the culture, I believe, that we were missing, you know, these past few years. And, you know, it kind of fell on the leaders of the team, like leaders like me, you know, especially Jake Andrews, 
Austin Stidham, Craig Slocum, just certain guys, KJ Robinson, because somehow he really brought the best out of us, and the intensity that he brings is, you know, it's unmatched. I can only probably think of maybe one or two other coaches, and one is my father, who's just as intense, but yeah, he really brought back, you know, that <laughs> culture, you know, that so what, now what uh, attitude. You know, we were really glad to have him back. Go ahead, Jim. Well, I'm glad to hear you're training over there in Pensacola, Carlton, because we're gonna we're gonna have a local media day where we'll bring a bunch of guys over from there. We do that every year, so we'll we'll make sure we bring you back and get you in front of all the local media. And we're also doing a community service day over there, like a kind of a kids camp for some kids in the Pensacola area that we'll uh, we'll make you a part of as well. But but just uh, you know, I think now we've got 12 or 13 guys coming to the Senior Bowl that are over there in Gulf Breeze. Um, just what's a typical day like for you guys? I mean, I've got a pretty good idea, but I don't think the listeners do. Just fill them in on, like, when you get up and, and you get rolling, you got to get all this training in. Uh, what, what's a typical day like? Well, a typical day, of course, we have no two-a-days, but, you know, you wake up early in the morning. Different groups come at different times. In the morning, you have your breakfast. Then you wait a little bit. Then you have your first uh, first uh, field work session. Then Right after the third work, you go right into position position work, and that's really where everything is gonna like end for that that time being. And after that, you go to lunch, and maybe an hour or two break. And then we're back up at it uh, with a lift. But every Wednesday, we'll probably you know like we did today, we'll recover and do things like stretching or rolling out, just get those get those kinks out of your legs and everything. But you know. Now this this being the first week, you know tomorrow's going to be a surprise. But you know I'm I'm excited for it. What are your goals when you come down here to Mobile? <laughs> you know I'm just coming down there to showcase my talent against some some of the best seniors you know in college football, and just to show that I can play against the better talent, as scouts would say, uh, in college. So you know I'm just excited to play. All right, wrap it up, Jim. Yeah, Carlton. I'll say this. Um, you know, we're excited to get you down here, man, because you, you you've always defied the odds, and uh, you know, smart guys do well down here. So pick up that playbook fast, and uh, and just I, I know I know your eyes are going to take you to the football like they always have. But but if you, I mean, you've had to overcome the odds, like coming out of college as a excuse me, coming out of high school as a as a, as a guy that had to walk on and everything, but. Has that always been the case? You talked about playing park ball here in the city. I mean, have you always kind of had that chip on your shoulder, that overachiever mindset, or is that something you had to develop once you, you know, once you didn't get recruited heavily out of high school? Is that when it clicked in, or did you always kind of have? Was that always kind of part of your makeup? Well, you know, my father, you know, he actually ingrained that in my my brother's mind as well as mine. You know, thinking about, you know, go out there, just do what you can, but you always have to put in that extra little bit just to try to, you know, be better than the your opponent across from you. But, you know, when I got to uh, high school and didn't get the, you know, the big looks or anything like that, I wouldn't say that's what started me playing a chip on my shoulder because, you know, I feel like that's how every football player should play because every time you go out there, you have something to prove. So, yeah, I just want to take it day by day, and that's how, I, that's how I've had to take it. He's Carlton Marshall, all-time NCAA tackler uh, and uh, Mobile native, McGill Tulin uh, graduate, along with uh, Troy University. We're looking forward uh, to the week, Carlton. Thanks very much for hopping on the Senior Bowl show. Yes, sir, no problem. Thank you guys for having me again. Excited to get you over here, Carlton.
All right. I'd like to thank Carlton Marshall for hopping on uh, the radio show uh, and uh, allowing us to use it again on Locked on Sunbelt. We're looking forward to covering him. Uh, he will be a uh, not only a media darling, but a fan favorite uh, here at home. But one of like six local players are uh, going to be in this uh, senior bowl uh, in uh, February. All right. Let's uh, let's take a timeout. I'll tell you about LinkedIn, and then we'll go over the hoops games uh, from this Saturday. But first, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's incredibly easy to add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so coming into... The second weekend of Sunbelt play, two major surprises. One was that the Cajuns lost on the road twice. One they kind of gave away and they couldn't catch up. And the other one, and maybe more surprising, is that ULM was 2-0. and And then the Cajuns won on Thursday and ULM actually won on uh, Thursday as well. So they went 3-0 and for the first time, what do we say, from like 04, 05? A crazy amount of time. Actually had a chance to go 4-0. and They've never been 5-0. and in a Sunbelt play. Let's start off with uh, the Cajuns first uh, as they come through with a couple of wins, uh, including uh, Saturday uh, against uh, their nemesis for a long time, their arch rival, I would say. Uh, it's not ULM, it's Georgia State. Um, those was a Ron Turner against... Um... That's not it. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe that's it. All right, let's see here. Tulane head basketball coach. Ron Hunter. I said Ron Turner. Ron Hunter. <laughs> Ron Hunter and Bob Marlin. Those were classic, uh, classic matchups. Again, Ron Hunter is not Sunbelt, but if you get a chance to go see Tulane basketball, he is worth the price of admission. Nonetheless, I digress. Uh, Louisiana jumped out to a big lead against Georgia State at home, 41-26 at half. Hang on, hung on for a 78-70 a victory uh, over the Panthers. Maybe they've righted the ship. They probably have a couple more uh, road games uh, coming up. But Jordan Brown with uh, 16 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, and uh, Jalen uh, Delcourt off the bench uh, with 11 points. Also, uh, Greg Williams... Uh, Lafayette native, 11 points and uh, three rebounds um, for uh, the Raging Cajuns. So the Cajuns improve uh, with their win over, I think, Southern Miss, right? Yeah. On Thursday, they're now two and two in uh, the conference, 12 and four overall. All right. Elsewhere, as we mentioned, it was two 3-0 and teams, Southern Miss and Monroe in Monroe. And this was a pretty good ball game. Um, Southern Miss wins it 65-60. to But Southern Miss um, 
Had a one-point lead at half, uh, and then outscored him 33-29 in the second half. But this game was tied rather late in uh, in the game. Rather late in the game, it was all tied, in fact. It looked like Monroe had the lead at one point. Uh, under five minutes to go, but I saw it tied. It's tied with 259 at 56. DeAndre Pinckney for Southern Miss makes a three-pointer. And it doesn't appear they got close again, close enough. That was kind of the difference in the game right there. They never got closer to three uh, at that uh, point in time. In fact, Pinckney uh, then made two free throws, and that made it a five-point game. And that's how it ended up, 65-60. Uh, to 60. But a good game. And all of a sudden now you're seeing a Southern Miss is really good. They're 14-3, and 3-1 three, three and one in the conference. but. Monroe is not going to be a cakewalk. If they can use what they've done over the past two weeks and take it with them, and there's actually a big matchup, they get the Cajuns at home. That could set the tone. I don't know about for the Cajuns, but that really could set the tone for Monroe for the rest of the season. They start going down that, I don't want to say rabbit hole, but they go start going down that hole where, you know, they get off to a good start and then lose a couple of some good teams. It could come back to hurt them. All of a sudden, uh, and they got two tough games, all right? They got uh, the Cajuns and Texas State, and those are two very different teams. The Cajuns are going to try and put up a lot of points. Texas State, which we will get to, uh, does not allow you any points at all. They play really methodical offense and really, really tough defense, as South Alabama uh, found out uh, over the weekend. Uh, but we'll see what ULM uh, can do. Uh, it's just nice to see them being a competent basketball team because they have been struggling for uh, the last uh, few years. So uh, Monroe falls to seven and ten and three and one in the Sun Belt. But let's see if they can bounce back. Not the easiest week to bounce back. They do get two games at home, but they're against again the Cajuns first and then uh, Texas State, which is going to be tough. All right, talking about uh, Texas State. We have the Bobcats taking down South Alabama 64 a 58. I would say the game was closer to that, but it, it really wasn't. It was a double-digit game most of the game. South Alabama made a late run in the second half, just kept on coming, kept on coming. Javon Franklin off of the bench, hit a couple of threes, but they were down 36-21 uh, at half, and it was just an ugly basketball game. South Alabama just did not play very well, uh, and Texas State, again, is very methodical on offense. Like, they don't even look to go to the basket until like 10 seconds left to go in the shot clock. At least twice in the second half, they hit shots as the buzzer, as the buzzer was sounding. Also, they hit a three-point shot at the buzzer at half. Uh, South Alabama in the second half looked to get it to Ken, Kevin Samuel inside. Like he had like two shots attempted in the first half, and in the first attempted, and then in the first, I don't know. Two minutes of the second half, he had like three buckets and six points. Um, he had 16 points, 13 rebounds, four blocks for uh, South Alabama. He was dominant and a little bit of a questionable call. Turbo Jones and, and one of the uh, Texas State players, kind of a loose ball, not kind of, it was a loose ball foul, and they called it against Texas State. Turbo Jones was on the sideline, took him a little bit longer to get up than anybody wanted. And the thing is, if the coach and or the trainer come out to see him, then 
guess what? Texas State gets to choose who shoots the free throws. And at that point in time, it was a five-point game, and they sent Kevin Samuel out, who is not a particularly good free throw shooter, while Turbo Jones is, and Kevin Samuel missed the front end of the one-on-one. The thing is, though, it did get down to a one-point game, uh, and so even if they hit a couple free throws or hit a shot, South Alabama's got a shot, and they did have a shot. Turbo Jones missed a three, and then the rebound got tipped out to Javon Franklin. He had a shot at a three, but he passed it up to Isaiah Moore, who is not a that's not his forte either, is a, a three-point shooter. But he missed. Um, and just not a good game for South Alabama. Uh, they're looking for some sort of identity, and I'm not sure what it is uh, just yet. Texas State plays really, really tough defense. South Alabama goes a lot of one-on-one, and it, it was not working until they started to get it inside to uh, Kevin Samuel. Texas State improves to 9-8, and 2-2 two and two in the conference. South Alabama falls to seven and nine and one and three in the conference. South Alabama is getting uh, the Cajuns on Saturday, but they get James Madison first. It's going to be a long season for the Cajuns. Richie Riley was very odd. A lot of times Richie Riley takes about, uh, about 10 minutes to come in after a game. He came in really about five minutes after the game and he was shaking. He was shaking. Like he's not quite sure what to do uh, with his basketball team uh, moving forward. So we shall see. It's not necessarily going to get any easier this week with James Madison and the Cajuns uh, coming uh, to town. That is for uh, sure. All right, let's take a time out. We will do uh, the rest of uh, this Saturday's action uh, in uh, the Sun Belt, and we'll quickly go over the standings uh, as well. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Uh, Dave Schultz back on a uh, locked on uh, Sunbelt, uh, your Monday edition. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more guests. Uh, I again, like to thank Carlton Marshall for hopping on the show uh, and we will have some more players. Uh, I believe Jared Clark from coastal Carolina will be on later in the week. We're trying to get some coaches, uh, Tim Beck, new coach, uh, GJ Kinney still uh, from, uh, from uh, Texas state and we're trying to get Kane Womack. That seems to be a little bit of an issue, but we'll see as they can start recruiting again. The dead period is over uh, this uh, week. All right, some more scores from Saturday's action. Uh, Old Dominion goes into Statesboro and takes down Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern lose for the first time, 81-75 in a double overtime. Really good basketball game. Georgia Southern led by two in the first half, tied uh, at the end of regulation. Old Dominion pulls away 81-75 in the second half. Old Dominion, 10-6, 2-2 in the Sun Belt. Georgia Southern drops to 10-7, 3-1 in the Sun Belt. Marshall bounces back after a couple of uh, losses in a row. They take down Coastal Carolina, uh, 81-66. Marshall improves to 13-4, 2-2 in the Sun Belt. Coastal Carolina, 7-8, 1-3 in the Sun Belt. Troy has all of a sudden won three in a row, 66-54 over Arkansas State, who's lost three in a row, 66-54. 
And App State surprises James Madison uh, in Harrisonburg. App State uh, loses 70 or beats James Madison 71-62. App State 9-8, and 2-2 two and two in the Sun Belt. James Madison 11-6, and six, also 2-2 two and two in uh, the Sun Belt. Checking out the standings. You do have Southern Miss, Troy, Georgia Southern, and ULM all tied at 3-1. and one. Then a uh, host of teams at 2-2. Two and two, Marshall, James Madison, App State, Texas State, Old Dominion, and the Cajuns. And then you have four that are at 1-3. and three. Georgia State, 1-3. and three. Their only one is against South Alabama. South Alabama, 1-3. and three. Their only one is against Arkansas State. I think Arkansas State's only one is against Texas State. And Coastal Carolina's only one is against the Cajuns. It's very odd. <laughs> yeah, it's very odd. So um, standings are bunched up as you would expect it after a week, two weeks of uh, play. We'll see if some of the surprise, if the ULMs of the world can stay uh, hot. Again, it's a tough week for them. It's not going to be the easiest week for uh, South Alabama uh, to get going. And we'll see if the newcomers uh, stay hot. Southern Miss has the most wins in the conference or, you know, as a team, 14. Marshall has 13. Um, Cajun's up to 12 now. Uh, of course, you got James Madison, who got off to a 2-0 start, but have lost two in a row. They have 11 uh, wins uh, so far this year. And it'll be interesting to see. Uh, moving forward. Oh, one more note. Uh, a transfer we talked about last year, Jamari Thrash, uh, leading receiver in the Sun Belt, ends up going to Louisville. My nephew, big Louisville Cardinal fan, season ticket holder, very happy with that. The, uh, uh, the Sun Belt's leading receiver, Jamari Thrash, is transferring to Louisville. So there is a note to wrap it up uh, with uh, football. All right, once again, I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Thanks very much for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Have a great week, and we will see you and talk with you tomorrow. Thanks very much.